Hello everyone, and welcome to Geekscant, the home of RPG goodness in general, Tom Foolery. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening uh, is Zach Allen. Shout out, Zach. How you doing? Good. How's it going, Zach? I'm doing all right. We're here for the third entry and final entry of this year's, like, horror movie marathon run. I don't know, maybe it won't be the final entry, but it's the final one before Halloween. We'll put it that way. Sure. Um, and I, I would have to like rebuild my roster or my um, my hopper of, of horror movies for us to talk about. Because at this point, we've chatted about all the ones on the list that I have seen. So Sure. Uh, and that list was just for the my leading up to Halloween list. 31 yeah. leading up to Halloween list. I have... Horror movie lists for winter, spring, summer, Mother's Day, you know, any kind of occasion you can think of. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We might have to do a Christmas one just as a special, special. That would be fun. I would take that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk. I can't say enough about talk to me. I'll have to. Uh, is that a uh, is that a movie, Mike? Uh, I don't know if that is or not. So. It's a newer one, I think. Okay. Okay. I've been hearing good things about it. It's it's another one that ju- it just came onto my radar. So I I need to look into it a little more, but I saw I've seen parts of the trailer and it looks looks interesting. I'll t- before we get into these movies, Zach, I'll, I'll tell you a couple things that I did manage to catch. I watched all of The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. Okay. So I've heard was it David Burkhart who said he also watched Yeah. It? Yeah. What'd you think? It's good. It will feel dated in like two years. Sure. I um, started the first episode and I kind of got that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I enjoyed it, but I'm glad I watched it right now. And if mm-hmm. you're going to watch it ever, you need to watch it right now. <laughs> Noted. Because um, it, it references a lot of like current events and current situations and current celebrities or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that that's a recipe for something that's not going to stand the test of time. So yeah, get in, get yeah. out. Um, I also watched the first episode of Goosebumps. Okay, and what did you think of that? Um, I was not disappointed. I, w- I mean, I wasn't going in expecting a lot. Let's just say, it, put it right. that way, right? It's it's definitely like a high schooler YA yeah. show, but it's not bad. It's really not for what it is. I expected it to be a lot cornier than it is yeah i thought so too um it's 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 it it is corny it is but in the i think in the right ways that like a young adult horror tv show based on a young a children's book series from the 90s should be probably yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, I was ready for it to be really bad, and maybe it gets really bad a few episodes in, but the first episode's not too bad. I've, I've, I'm enjoying it. it at first, I, I will say this, as far, I'm like two episodes behind or so, but um, I was a little frustrated at first that they didn't choose to do an anthology format, and that they kept like a recurring cast, but you get used to it. And it, it is kind of clever how they incorporate the different stories into that. And I'll say um, for Mike's benefit, Fall of the House of Usher is like a remix of several Edgar Allan Poe stories 
kind of blended together and with a modern, like part of it is in the modern time and part of it is uh, like a period piece kind of goes flashbacks back and forth. Um, but if you like Edgar Allan Poe, like you're going to see a little, I mean, it's, it's hardcore that just up just with a modern twist. Um, and like every episode has a slightly different, like as an example, without doing a spoiler, um, one of the ushers has a, um, a company, a startup that they're doing called Goldbug, mm-hmm. and that features right. So there's 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 references like that. Okay, um, any other like anything else you want to cover real quick before we uh, dive in? Uh, I don't think so. Cool. Let's let's. Um, I was going to suggest that we start off with uh, the taking of Deborah Logan. Okay, let's do it. So, uh, like the fast summary for this is that um, this documentary crew is coming in because this older woman ha- is uh, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and her daughter can't afford to like keep up with all the payments and rent and health care and all that. And so she has allowed this documentary crew to come in to document um, for science purposes, her mother's transition uh, into that, that form of dementia. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, it is revealed that kind of slowly that this is this woman does not have Alzheimer's or if she does, this is not the thing that is really um, uh, affecting her fully. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, she is possessed. Mm-hmm. And then a chunk of the movie is how do we um, who is she possessed by and how do we get rid of that? Mm-hmm. Right, and then the kind of the turn at the end is a reveal of fully why she is possessed by the person that she's possessed by, and kind of the resolution of that. Yes, um, does that make sense? Is that's it, right? Oh, look, there's there's Andrew. Good, good to see Andrew. We'll go to chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say that's a that's a fantastic summary. What do you think? I this movie is unnerving. Um, it is not like, it's very original in its premise, I think. Mm -hmm. So it like, it takes the idea of a possession story and kind of because, because of how it's slanted, like, you know, that that's what's coming or something like that, but because it has this like new veneer at the front, it manages to feel fresh longer. Yeah. Um, And I like that. I, I would agree with that. I've seen this movie a couple times now, and it you're right. It never it never fails to feel that way either upon like repeat viewings, uh, because so many movies that want to take the same track, they all go down the same route. And I'm not saying that that's a bad recipe. Obviously, it works, but it just the whole setup to this movie is really great. I do find that. You're right. It's very unnerving. I would say it's probably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, personally. Mm. Uh, it always freaks me out. <clears throat> but it's... 
I would not say that it even cracks my, I, I it might crack my top 10, but for how scary it is, it's a little bit slow in places. Um, and, and I don't know, I really love this movie, but it's, it's bizarre to me personally, how much I enjoy this movie and how scared I am by it. And yet how much I feel it kind of just lacks a lot of substance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things like I think that she is un- one of the things and I'll say that like this movie is unnerving. I think there's a different movie that we're going to talk about tonight. That's a, one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen category for me. Okay. Uh, this movie was creepy. It was unnerving. Um, but I think that one of the things it does is by making her a likable character for so long, or at least a, a character that we have sympathy for. Deborah Logan mm-hmm. is a character that we can have sympathy for for a long while. Um, it it does give it like a little like I like that about it, um, and it makes it less it makes it less scary because you're you kind of are intrigued by her and also want her to get to find a solution or to be helped or whatever. Um, I think my the my um my big complaint with this movie is and i don't know that it's a heavy heavy complaint it's just like the big one that stood out to me is so that the kind of the reveal spoilers wait for like two minutes if you want to <laughs> if you don't want to hear this um but the the moment where it is revealed that the serial killer who is killing children Mm-hmm. is who is possessing her mm-hmm. I didn't care for right be and I'll say that because to me so so it's revealed that she buries him kind of knocks him out and then probably buries him alive right mm-hmm. like that's the idea with her for with her neighbor or somebody right. whoever yep. it is right mm-hmm. um that I'm fine with I don't mind that what's weird to me is that then this this killer that she typically the person who takes control and does the killing isn't the person who is then possessed. Right. right? It's someone that's unsuspecting or innocent or unaware uh, in some way. And in this one, it is the person who took, took spade in hand Mm -hmm. and did the deed is the one who gets possessed later. And I was like, Oh, well, okay, I guess like if that's the way you had to go, but it definitely, it felt a little bit off to me and I would have rather that she got possessed by like, like, like a demented form of a child or a kid that the guy killed or something, you know, something in that vein to where like sure. the spirit is let into her, this un- unhealthy spirit is let into her because she has such a deep sympathy because her own daughter was almost killed. like mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but that's, that's a small complaint and an otherwise very, very interesting movie with some really yeah that last scene is is very very like what is happening Crazy. yeah yeah and i i thought i agree with you that was kind of my biggest uh letdown of the movie was the the possession uh because i for whatever reason especially the first time i watched it i thought it was building up to something different i thought that the whatever the possession was going to be was going to be something different than other than 
like a uh, a malevolent spirit that like a, a person a malevolent person who has passed on and become a demonic type spirit um which you know you can see that done really well in the conjuring too in my opinion is a really good example of that so i thought they were going to do something different and lean into some weird esoteric like demon that you don't really hear a lot about because maybe not even a biblical demon maybe something some other type of primordial god from another religion zoroastrianism or something like that because i thought they were really going in like a snake direction and they were going to make it some kind of snake demon which i would have been a little bit more interesting to me if it had been something snakes are all over this freaking movie yeah exactly like I was picking up really heavily on a lot of snake symbolism and I just thought it was going to be a snake demon. Like it, it never mind. You haven't seen that movie. Other people may not have seen it, but we'll talk about the exorcist when it turns out to be Pazuzu. That's not just some demon from hell. That's a, that's a Sumerian wind God, you know, yeah. it's yeah. not really anything associated with Christianity. So it's really interesting that that is the entity that's possessing Reagan in that movie. And I thought that they, with as fresh as this movie was, they were going to do something like that. And I thought they kind of whiffed the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I would say the other thing that, uh, the last thing that I would note for this is like, gosh, that lady looks so real. Yeah. Like that's the incredible thing. Um, Yeah. I think you're right, Andrew. I think it's like, they just said like, Ooh, snakes are tied to the devil. Let's give you snakes. Right. And Um, like, but that, that makeup, that, those prosthetics, that whatever they did to that, well, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's incredible, incredible, incredible. I'd seen gifts of that scene before I'd ever seen the movie. And it was just like this unknown thing of just like something that existed out in the internet, out in somewhere. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but it, it was one of those things that would just play on repeat in my head sometimes at like 3 a.m. when it was really dark and I was alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I would ever recommend this to somebody, but if you stumble across Taking of Deborah Logan or if, if, if you're interested in some like weird stuff, if, if any of this has sounded interesting, go for it. But I don't know that I would be like, oh, hey. You want to watch a horror movie? Let's watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely off uh, the beaten path. That's for sure. Oh, exactly, Andrew. That was the other thought that I had, which was very much of Blair Witch vibe at the end. Yeah, I could see that because they're standing like their backs turned to mm-hmm. you and it's in the dark. Like there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff that way. Yeah, I never thought about that. But yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, OK, so now do we want to talk about Ready or Not or VHS 99? let's do vhs 99 real quick and then we'll do ready or not okay so vhs 99 is uh a bunch of uh short anthology movies again this time in the year 99 so you start off with shredding which Mm -hmm. is a punk rock band that breaks into like this basement Mm-hmm. Of this weird like venue that had a fire where another punk rock band burned years ago. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I would use the word desecrate that place and they get what's coming to them. Yeah. That's the short version of that, that 
uh, one. And then just to do a quick rundown, then we have Suicide Bird, mm-hmm. which is a hazing ritual um, yeah. where um, for a sorority group tells the new inductee that she must spend the night in a coffin mm-hmm. that's like in an open grave in a cemetery. Yeah. And I have opinions about this, but, but we'll hold on to those. Okay. Um, and then Ozzy's Dungeon, which is this weird game show that goes horrifically wrong. Mm-hmm. And then a the, the contestants uh get their revenge yeah and 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 then other things and then other (laughs) yeah um and then there's two more the gawkers which is um these what it sounds like these these teenagers uh are spying on a uh the girl next door who just moved Mm -hmm. in and they get more they see more than they expected to Mm -hmm. um and then the last one is to Helen Back, which is these two filmmakers that attend a ritual and accidentally get transported to hell. Yeah. And they're desperately trying to get out of hell. Right? Yes. Um, these are, this is a great series. <laughs> Isn't it just like the most fun? There's not a bad one here, and at least idea, right? right. Like, all of them are at least worth watching for the idea of it. Even if the execution isn't always 100%, the idea is always like, yes, this is fantastic. Sure. Um, what what one would you what, what what do you what do you have thoughts on right away? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you said I mean, this was your favorite of them. Yeah, right? yeah. And and I just saw 85, which I really I did enjoy 85, but I erroneously stated on last stream that 94 is my favorite cuz the the Ratma sketch when the Bill dude's eyes yeah. so, and and the ending of the last sketch, the militia group. I really love those, but you're right. This one it just hits every single one of them. Um I would say based on what you just said, the weakest one and execution, even though the idea is great, is probably the one with the uh, the kids, you know, seeing the gawkers. Them, yeah, the gawkers. Thank you. I enjoy it. It just it's it's a little the CGI is a little rough. The yes, you know, stuff like that. But, but a Medusa. So so the, the <laughs> yeah. girl that they're spying on turns it turns out to be a Medusa. Yeah, when she finds out that they're spying on her, she goes in is a Medusa. Mm-hmm. What a great villain like right. idea, right? Like what a great horror villain idea. Like exactly. So yeah. Never see that. And I, I love shorts as much as I can talk about horror movies all day long. I tend to agree with my wife and I thank you. And that most horror movies actually, most premises for horror actually are better served as shorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just watched, um, or I just read a series by Bentley Little called Walking Alone, um, mm. which is his like series of like 30 short stories. And what he does with almost all of them is he gives you like a rising action, the hook, the idea, the, the twist, the turn, mm. the thing that, you know, where, where we go from like, this could be anything or we're building suspense or we're building weird to like, 
now we're into the horrific. And he ends it, like, right there. And on almost every story. And I'm like, you really don't need more than that. Like, yeah. like sometimes the beginning is too long in a movie, horror movie. And sometimes it, it just gets drug out. The end gets drug out. But really what we're after, I think, is that is is a little bit of a build. And then whatever that tweak is, whatever the twist is, that's what we really like. Yeah. Um, the reveal or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know what. There's probably a more technical word for it. I think a lot of uh, time gets uh, a lot of energy gets spent by writers and directors and people in general who are set out to make some horror, a horror project, whether it's a novel or a story or a TV show or a film. And really what they're th- thinking about is character development, because that's such a integral part of telling a story. Uh, but it is so unnecessary if you're just going to kill those characters. You don't have to give me a reason to feel bad when they die. Just kill them. I'm yeah. not going to care either way, typically. These are fictional characters. I, I'm very aware of that. I can only care so much. So just do what you're going to do. Don't worry about spending 200 pages of character development to Stephen King. And just get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say Suicide Bird is one that that got drug out too long. Because that's the one, the hazing ritual, right? Mm-hmm. She gets put in the thing. In the mm-hmm. coffin, right? And I think it has the most incredible of all these short ones that we've watched. The most incredible moment that gave me the most true emotion. Because the girls that are hazing her get freaked out because a car comes by or a cop comes by or something. They run off and they're like, we'll come back later mm-hmm. and we'll get her out, right? And they're intending to. Like that's, it's a rich, it's a hazing ritual and they're not trying to kill her. Right. Like, like, so, so the setup is very reasonable, right? Like, like it's extreme, but you could buy it, right? Mm -hmm. They're not cold blooded killer people, right? They get scared off. Believable. They're going to come back. The girl inside though. So then it rains Mm -hmm. and the rain, like in this hilly cemetery all of this rain pours into the hole. And as it fills up that hole, it gets into the pine box. And then she freaks out and she sees like a vision or a, a moment of like the, the a girl who had died there before or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, then the next thing we know is the girls coming back and seeing the entire uh, hole just filled to the brim with, gross water yeah right just filled to the brim with gross water and i maintain that it should have ended right there that would have been that would have been a good ending because i was like that is so like that is such a horrific you just watched something horrific that felt completely believable Mm -hmm. and felt like not maybe there's definitely other times when i mean even in um uh, the movie that we watched for John, um, Drag Me to Hell, there's that mm-hmm. water getting into it, right? right? But I'm just saying, like, that was a great horror moment. And instead, what we get is they dive into the water. One of the girls dives in. She tries to open it up. And she's like, there's no body. There's nobody in there. You could even end it there. 
and it would be that would be the next best spot but they go even further and they have basically then the girls go different ways so they get then the 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 spirit or the specter of the that girl Mm -hmm. drags them back right right and appears in like yeah it it, that it's all fine but it should have just ended yeah it it goes on too long you're right yeah and it's so good like it's not i'm not complaining i'm just saying like you had a you had gold and then and then it like like everything after that is silver so it's still fine yeah. It's just not like you, you, you could have, ah, anyhow. Well, yeah, because the, the reality is, is that the horror, wh- what the what the person who wrote that short is telling you is that it's more horrifying for these girls to be dragged back there by this entity than to show up and find out what they did, what they'd done. And yeah. I agree with you that that is the way more messed up and horrifying because it's real like your mind can grapple with that in a way that you've never seen a zombie so your brain doesn't know what to do with that but you and you know we can understand real world tragedy like that and making mistakes and having to pay for those consequences which i would say like that that i would call that like a horror tragedy yeah um and then it turns into revenge horror Mm -hmm. um and i find horror tragedy to be much more compelling but it is a lot of times yeah um what what so we've got the punk rock one we've got ozzy's dungeon we've got to hell and back what one Mm -hmm. of those three do we need to cover next i'll just say briefly that um what is it shredding yeah perfectly serviceable it's It's the weakest of them all but it's not bad yeah exactly i'd say it's plenty of fun that and you know move right it is it's it is a i'll say the only other thing is like it feels good, like you root for the people who kill the living. <laughs> yes. that one, right? Yes. Like the living people are awful. Yes. And even though the grotesque monsters that end up ripping them apart are terrifying, like those, those, that's the person that I'm going <laughs> to yes. cheer for here. Yes, which is fun because it, to me, it kind of harkened back to the days when you would root for Jason and Freddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right, uh, Andrew. That sometimes it's it's the producers just being like, "Yeah, we gotta, we, we you gotta give us a few more minutes here. We gotta, we we did a twenty minute slot filled. Mm-hmm. You know, give us, make sure you fill it all. Oh, your your script is fifteen minutes. Well, can you stretch it out? Yeah. Um, Ozzy's dungeon is great, but it is it is so gross. It is disgusting. Yeah, it's obviously one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Because it it has so many different layers. So the idea, right, is like that there's a game show where the contestants have to like, it's a stupid game show where they're like like double dare, double dare, something like that. Yeah, they're they're, they're forced to like go through this silly, gross obstacle course where they go through slime or whatever, right? They get to the end and two kids are racing. Well, at the end of the race, the girl has a horrifically gross leg break mm-hmm. and doesn't win and her family were led to believe falls into poverty <laughs> and so the family then kidnaps the kind of despicable uh game show host and they have set up a replica of that 
obstacle course in their own basement. Yes. And everything, it's the same course, but gross. And ramshackle. And gross. Technus filled. Yeah, it's, oh, it's gross. Like, I... I like body horror. We've talked about this on the show before. I like body horror. I don't like like body fluid horror. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's and a lot. There is so much blood, piss, vomit, shit, acid, <laughs> yeah, flesh, like Burning. dripping flesh. Yeah. In this in this like tight 5 minutes of gross. <laughs> To last me a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude has has a rough go of that obstacle course, and then he gets through all of that, all of all of that nasty stuff, just to find out what's the big reveal. Uh, you know what? I put it out of my mind. You're gonna have to remind me. Okay, so after after they go through the obstacle course, they go into that weird back room, and it's revealed. That uh, the family is in service to some kind of like weird. It looks like a like a pregnant. Oh, like no, it's no, no, the, no. What is it? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, "If you let me live, I will. I will give you the reward that I promised you before, which is to take oh, you yeah. into the dungeon." And let you ask, get a wish granted from the from Ozzy. Yes, that's what it is. That's right? what it is. And so he takes them back to the old game show location. Yeah, into a cave that's built like uh, that's underneath the game show location. And there's this fat, grotesque entity. Well, it's a dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> like pregnant. And, and the dude that's like this bloated. You, you're you're very much led to believe that this is a bloated dude that has something inside of it right but they call it ozzy and the girl goes up the girl who has like this dead leg now from before she goes up and asks the entity something yeah or something. something and it then like the game show host's face starts to melt <laughs> but then her parents faces start to melt and then she turns to the camera with this like maniacal grin, like I got what I wanted. Yeah, because had... her parents are not nice people either. Yeah, they're pretty messed up. Had this weird like cosmic horror, like yeah, left turn at the end, which I loved. Yeah, that was weird because the thing bursts out of the dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's a puppet. Yeah, it's like ta-da. Yeah, <laughs> um, it it does definitely get weird. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that because I like. Yeah, it definitely takes like a hard left turn into cosmic horror after grossing you out for yeah. a few minutes. Yeah, I absolutely love that one. But uh, okay. as much as I do, the standout has to be, right? Yeah, I mean like if like just for like delight, pure delight. To hell oh, neck yeah. is delightful. It is so it's much fun. It's bad. It is so bad, but it is delightful even so. With, how do you how do you figure it's bad? Because when I watch that, I there are a couple of things that I wonder, which is how on that budget they made hell so terrifying. Well, okay, so so the idea, right, for for viewers, 
is that these videographers show up are invited to to watch this cult. Um, I'm not sure that it is on Amazon, uh, Andrew, but but it might be uh, for rent there. Um, um, these videographers are invited to watch this ritual where they're going to summon a demon. Mm-hmm. Well, accidentally during the ritual, they get sucked into hell. And then the idea is that if we can find the demon that the cultists are trying to ritually summon and we can get close to him, we can come back to earth through that summoning. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a super fun premise. I think that you're right that they, they, they like they went out into the desert and they shot everything at night with like a red filter. Yeah. Um, but they also, the, the part that's bad for me and, and listen, I'm not really complaining cause I had a blast with it. Right. This is not a complaint. It's just the reality. It's like that every demon that's in that pl- in hell, they just said, how much can you sound and look like Gollum? Go. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that's what they all do. Like, and it's, it's disturbing and it's fun and it's wild, but it's bad. Yeah. Even, even the, uh, what's her name? Mabel, her voice, the damn soul chick. Like, it's just, after a while, you're just like, you can stop. <laughs> Yeah, please stop talking so much. But it's just, and really, it it really does get annoying how much they're complaining and just like yelling and bitching. But it's just everything else is so much fun. You just don't even care how annoying all the characters are. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, Andrew is asking where you where you have managed to get uh, VHS ninety nine and watch it. So I, uh, and you can probably get a, uh, free subscription or a free trial if you poke around on the internet, but I watch them on shutter. I pay, uh, I have a shutter subscription cause I, I need that in my life. Yeah. I want to say that I paid money to rent this, but I could be wrong. Andrew, this one was a little bit harder to get. It is a shutter original. Um, so outside of shutter, um, it's going to be harder to get access to, but yeah, you can, you can rent shutter for a week for free, um, mm. and watch a ton of cool stuff. Um, yeah. I highly recommend it. It's super cheap. It's like six bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shutter. Um, okay. I think we covered all, oh, I'll say the ending of that is fun too. Cause they make it out and you're like, yes. wow, I did not expect that. And then they get killed. Yeah. By the cultists, <laughs> well, cause <laughs> I love the way that they make it out too. It's I don't want to spoil exactly how they make it out or the details of it, but you just man, I did not see that coming, and I was just like, oh, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, it's great. It's great. Uh, VHS ninety nine worth a watch, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about Ready or Not. Zach, tell us about Ready or Not. Yeah. Okay. So Ready or Not is. Uh, woman is marrying into a very wealthy family and it's clear right away that she doesn't feel like she quite fits in. Uh, and after the ceremony and everything, it, her husband makes it very clear that they have a family ritual that anytime someone new comes into the family, they have to play 
at this specific game. Uh, and the dude's creepy aunt shows up in like a servant's in like one of the servants halls. And I'm like, someone has to do something about that haircut immediately. Um, she's super creepy. So they play this, they go all down to the room. The dad takes out this box and explains the story about how his grandfather was a, what do you say? A big game hunter and a board game designer. Something like that. Yeah. Two very <laughs> different things. Uh, that somehow in his mind seemed perfectly married uh, and talks about this tale with this other big game hunter slash game enthusiast. Uh, And they have to play a game where she has to draw this card and it tells them what game they're going to play. And the card she draws is hide and seek. And so from that point on, uh, she has to hide and they all seek her with weapons and attempt to to kill her midnight. Yeah. Or till dawn. Yeah, till dawn. Yeah. And so she has to hide until if she she has to make it till dawn. And they become increasingly more desperate to kill her because uh, they don't really explain why until the end of the movie. But they are convinced that they're going to die if they don't kill her before dawn. And you have no idea why. And then you get to the end and... Man, that was... I didn't see that coming. I really liked that part. Well, it's fun. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll I'll say like just diving in like I love this movie. I did not expect to love this movie when I watched it the first time, but Mm -hmm. I have so much fun because, yeah, it starts out as like this very weird premise. Oh, we're going to play hide and seek. Don't let them find you like he like the fiance is hiding her. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's freaking out like he's like she doesn't understand why he's freaking out he's like she's like it's just hide and seek it's just a game like who cares it's dumb it's on our wedding night like why are we doing this and then she realizes that this is this has consequences Mm -hmm. and what i love about it is that she does not become the terrified survivor girl Mm -hmm. she's basically like screw this yeah. And like as the movie progresses, she doesn't become more terrified. She becomes more pissed off. Mm-hmm. Right. And by the end of the movie, she is in control. Yeah. Or at least she is enough in control to where we we are roaring to a finish and not a hunter and prey, but in a, you know, competitive battle royale feel of a movie. Right. Um, that I really like. Um, and, and then there's like maids and everybody dying like all over the place, just in ridiculous ways. And Yeah, I thought this definitely was going to be more just like, I thought it was some kind of like modern twist on the most dangerous game. And it was going to be more like that the horror was going to come from the fact mostly that these people are chasing you, which yes, it is. But I I thought that that was going to be the end of it. I didn't think that there was going to be any more to it. I did enjoy the uh, kind of like the obscurity to like, you know, the family's history and like who exactly these people were. It kind of kept it going on. I will say the one thing about it all pretty early on that 
stuck in stuck in my head and I couldn't get out for the rest of the movie is when Finch talks about <laughs> when he came into the family, they he drew old maid. And so I'm like, okay, well, if there are all these other games that they can play and the other cards say different games, are they also weird, like messed up, just non-lethal versions of the game? Like, do they still have to do something weird? Why is hide and seek the only one? Like, why would they call it hide and seek? I just, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, they could put something different on the card because hide and seek is just a regular game anyway. And maybe I'm just overthinking it. My wife was like, you were analyzing this film way too much. Just sit down and watch it. <laughs> You're going to like it. Well, it's definitely like, I, I think it's pretty clear from her fiance's presentation that like all the other games are mundane. Cause, yeah. Cause he says at one point, he's like, I like it's one, one mm-hmm. card out of a whole deck. Nobody's right. drawn that card in 30 years. Like, my hope was that we would you wouldn't draw that card. We can play the stupid game. Then we can go live our life and never have to think about this again, right? Mm-hmm. And you will never know. And it's just unfortunate that she drew the bad card. Um, now, I will agree with you that I think that the the ready or not, the hide-and-seek game, it to me is goes back to the fact that he's a big game hunter. And it's yes. that combination of games and hunting coming together into hide and seek mm-hmm. is the only thing that I can, the only, I agree that that's how that is not made clear. All we know is that the old man made a deal with the devil or with a, with someone named LeBale. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the deal is that they have to draw this card anytime that they draw a card anytime. It's a special deck too, right? It's not yeah. like whatever it's, it's a, so obviously this demon had a deck of cards that said Monopoly and checkers on them or whatever, right? Right. Um, so it it's a little bit silly, 100%. And in fact, the whole movie is silly. Yeah, which I enjoy. Yeah. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which really, I think, allows it to kind of lean into the fun of it. There's a great moment where we know exactly where this movie, who this character is of Grace right yeah um where she falls into the pit in the barn yeah and finds all of the rotting corpses of all the animals and whatnot that have been sacrificed over the years by these Mm -hmm. people and they're all been like dumped down this well old well in the or cistern in the barn right Mm -hmm. and she decides instead of like staying there and freaking out or whatever she decides she's going to get out right so she climbs up the rotting ladder she gets the top, the ladder breaks, she grabs on, the, the nail punctures yeah. through her hand. Yeah, and then she hauls herself up by the hand that's punctured on the nail. Yeah. And I think that's where it's communicated to us that, like, she is a survivor, but she's also a badass survivor. Mm-hmm. And she is more capable than what these people have expected. Right. And that to me is the turning point to like the build towards now there's a new momentum, which is her momentum, which will get her to the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, I, I gotta say, I enjoyed it. I will definitely be watching it again. 
whoever the guy is who played uh, the Finch character, the brother-in-law, he's great. He's fantastic. Uh, I don't know why Adam Brody seemed like a perfect fit for this movie. He's he's good at stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, this was just a great recommendation. Um, I thought it was going to be uh, just a lot more run of the mill than it was. And it turned out to be so much fun. Yeah. To me, it sits in the halls next to like uh, Tucker and Dale. That's a good, I'd put it up there with Tucker and Dale. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Or Cabin in the Woods, right? Like that yeah. sort of like fun, dark comedy horror. Sure. Um, Cause yeah, it definitely, right yeah, definitely has some humor and levity to it in places. I watched this. I, we got to move on, but I watched this for the first time on a whim. Just, just, I, I was killing time in a, in a town and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go watch this movie. And I walked out and I was like, that's, that was so much fun. I, I was so happy that I saw it. Then it came out um, on streaming and immediately I had Megan watch it. I'm like, I know you don't like horror. Watch this movie. I promise you're, it's going to not be what you think. Um, and yeah, she enjoyed it. And that's, that's very indicative to me of a, of a horror movie that, that uh, is both fun and interesting when Megan is not a horror watcher at all. And she, she's, Really enjoyed it. So, anyhow, I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tucker Dale is a movie that you could get sucked into for sure, Andrew. Like, I can't not watch it if it's on somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie is a lot that way, too. I think I've seen it three times now. Because, um, yeah. All right. Let's talk about this last one. So... This last one that we're going to talk about is All Hallows Eve oh, yeah. Come Out and Play. Um, which I think maybe Come Out and Play is just the tagline, but it kind of reads as a subtitle, whatever. Um, All Hallows Eve. A babysitter finds a VHS tape which features various sinister murders performed by a psychotic clown. That's the that's the hook. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, also, like... This is the like this is a prequel prelude thing to the Terrifier series, as I understand it. Yeah. Um dude. I don't have like a freak out about clowns. I still don't. I don't consider myself to have that right. Like that's not one of my like paranoias or phobias sure. or whatever, right? This was the most terrifying um hour and 20 minutes and not just from a like, Ooh, that's scary. But like that, that, that character of that clown is disturbing in a way that I don't think that I could name another character that I have ever seen. That is that disturbing. I completely 100% agree. Art the clown is probably, I would have to say of all, like if you're doing like a Mount Rushmore of like iconic horror you know, villains, you've got like Pinhead, you've got Pennywise, Jason, Michael Myers, Freddie, all those guys. Now people are quickly starting to put Art the Clown up there. He's like, he's great. And people recognize that, but man, he really, there's something about the performance 
and the character, the way that it's written, the makeup, that just everything comes together to make one of the most unsettling things to watch. And it just gets worse from there. If you think that All Hallows' Eve is unsettling to watch, because here's the thing about All Hallows' Eve, it follows the that the format, right? Where yeah. she's watching the video of all this stuff happening, and then you get to the end, and it just kind of does some weird stuff where it's kind of like, oh, is this supernatural or not? <clears throat> the Terrifier movies don't really touch on that. And there's no anthology format to the Terrifier movies that follow this. Mm-hmm. It's just Art the Clown. Now, there's a different guy who plays Art the Clown in the Terrifier movies, and I would say somehow does an even creepier job with the body language and his movements, his facial expressions. Um, I mm. say if you if you enjoy this and you're freaked out by this, the Terrifier movies are a logical next step because they're better in every way. And they just get better. Terrifier 1, I don't think, is even as good as All Hallows' Eve in terms of pure enjoyment. But you get more of art doing freaky stuff, and it's a lot more intense in terms of a viewing experience. And then Terrifier 2 is just straight up one of the most it's unsettled, probably the most unsettling movie I've seen besides Hereditary. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I will watch Terrify. No, I say that. Like, there are times when I'm just like, all right, I want to be messed with for a little while, right? Like, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. I will say, though, that, like, I was, like, the, the reality of this one was I was not intrigued. I was not fascinated. Like, like Pennywise is a great character, and I'm fascinated by Pennywise. And the story around it is fascinating. And he's got motivations that are intriguing, right? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what terrify, what this art, the clowns motivations are, and they are depraved, right? Yeah. Like there's no, I think that that's the thing for me with this character is I know what this guy is about. I knew five minutes into seeing him, right? Mm-hmm. He is about his, his sole objective is completely unhinging with terror, the person that he has targeted. And then, and then once he has them completely terrified to find out how long he can keep that terror and torment up with them. Mm -hmm. And as long as he can, that's the objective. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know that there's, I think it's, it's that pure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's not even, I think one of the interesting things about art for me as opposed to other horror movie villains, is that killing is not the end goal for him. Killing is a tool to inspiring more terror. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, he is, he, he has a sadistic, um, visceral love and pleasure Mm -hmm. from terror. Mm Mm-hmm in a way that is purely conveyed like it you you uh, if you haven't seen this movie <laughs> if you haven't seen any of these movies like it will not take you long to under like like it's that fascinating uh, it's that it's that in your face just in the glances just in looks just in his initial behaviors you're like that dude's messed up yeah and there's nothing else other than he is messed up right it's almost on like 
and it's not quite there, but I'd say it's almost approaching the level of like, uh, like a Cenobite almost where it's like the whole way that Cenobites were written like by Clive Barker. And as much as I enjoyed the reboot that they did on, uh, what is it? Hulu is fine. One of the big things that they missed is, and that I feel like art almost embodies wholly is like, Xenobites don't torture people in those movies because they're evil. They do it because they think that they're doing something nice for you. They enjoy torture. They think it's like the greatest thing yeah. ever, and they can't imagine that you wouldn't want to also be tortured. And I think that the way that art is written, it's almost like he can't grasp the concept that terror is a bad thing. To him, it is joyful. It brings him like unadulterated glee to terrify yeah hence yeah. the name of the movie i guess <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't know like i think the other part of this i think the other thing i would say in this is like bad decisions all like this movie feels a little bit like it's made on a budget a lot of yeah. these do and that's not a problem right but but like uh so so, so that's a quick nod but like None of these characters in this movie do we like, really. Like, the babysitter. What an old babysitter, too. Yeah. I, I just call it. Like, <laughs> she, she's, she's like 35. Yeah. What's she doing babysitting kids? That's like a job for teenagers. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, like, the kids are, are jack wagons. And yeah. she is a jack wagon for how much she puts up with. Yeah. Also... I'll tell you, okay, the only great, the only thing that I enjoyed about this movie, right, is you watch these short films, uh, like, like, because it's about her putting the VHS back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 35 is so old. Exactly, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> she, she, like, the one of the kids gets this tape in their Halloween candy, right, this mm-hmm. VHS tape, and they're like, oh, we want to start it. No, like, first off, no, you're a bad, you're a bad person for putting that in right out the gate. Yes. Right? Like if you're curious about it, that's a whole other topic. Like go, go nuts. Right. But you don't say, oh, this blank, obviously homemade VHS tape <laughs> that was secreted into my, one of the kids Halloween buckets. We're yeah. Watch that together. No. So first off, that's but but the part that I enjoyed was so she puts the kids to bed like after the first one or maybe during the first one, and then she comes back downstairs and she she can't help but to see like what the rest of this what's <laughs> what else is on this tape right so she puts it back in and at the end of these or like during these uh, short movies that we're watching right these short films we get this we we sometimes get. Uh, like pop back to her and she's like curled up on the couch with a soda like going oh <laughs> right? yeah and i'm always like yes like 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 why are you, like she's in a house by herself so like i'm like i am do, but but also like i am doing that you just had this tape dropped into a kid's bucket right and it's like that's a real thing that just happened to you. And you're sitting there be like, Oh, this is a depraved individual that I'm watching. <laughs> like I would have turned that off immediately and called the cops. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she just, Ooh, this is a terrifying horror movie. And I'm like, 
that's not what you would like. It was funny to me that she just like treated it like another movie. Yes. Yeah. And I I will say that, uh, the, as you go along, if you do decide to watch any of the other terrifier films, as you go along, the budget improves as you go into terrifier one and then two. And then the third one is actually coming out soon. Uh, but the those kind of like that kind of writing and decision making and storytelling is pretty consistent. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. everything starts to look nicer, <laughs> but yeah. but but everything else stays the same, which I appreciate. But yeah. I, I'll tell you this, and you can go look this up: Terrifier Two, All Hallows Eve, and Terrifier One, both, uh, you know mediocre or rotten or failing ratings across the board unless you were you know go read the reviews and you find the people who are obviously into horror cult movies and are like no if you really love horror movies you'll enjoy this terrifier 2 actually uh like universally pretty decent film like solid b (laughs) like everyone gives it like a solid b so it's actually one of those it's a rare instance where they actually get better as they go. And everyone tends to agree that these films get better as they go. What's hard for me to deal with in these movies is just the utter amount of like graphic and visceral, like gore. Like I don't handle that stuff very well. Oh yeah. Like there's not, there's not a flinch in this movie. Or in like the, like the sounds, like, sounds of like bones being sawed through it and snapped and stuff. It's intense. Uh, welcome to the chat gridlock. We are, uh, wrapping up a discussion of all Hallows Eve, which I, if I recall correctly, you are a fan of, um, and the terrifier series in general. Um, and I was just saying that it was, uh, probably like the most, the most uh, repulsed that's probably the wrong word, but like the movie that I was freaked out by the most of any movie I've ever seen was that definitely that one. Like, um, I got more angry at John's movie because it's grosser and has a billion jump scares, uh, that dragged me to hell. You could, you could go back and listen to that. Um, Oh wow, he, uh, that's yeah. crazy! Gridlock <laughs> met the director and the clown. Uh, wow, that's that is that's crazy. Unwholesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man! Wow, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, I, I like every other movie that we've watched on here. Like we we talked about Creep on mm-hmm. our first stream, right? And I was like, I could watch Creep too. I thought that Creep one was again like so real and so like oh my gosh this could happen right but and terrifying for that it's in its own right but i could watch it again i could watch a second one i don't have any problem with that i got every single movie that we you've you've we've watched so far on this list i've been like i could watch another one of those i i i appreciate it right I'm not sure that I appreciate Terrifier for anything other than being depraved. And mm-hmm. I don't know that it'll be anytime soon that I'm like, oh, let's go watch Depraved Acts by Despicable People. Yes. 
I, part I, two. Yes, right? I get that. I I can I can understand that. Yeah, I um, yeah, I um, gridlock. Uh, Zach just mentioned that um, Terrifier two is the good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that vein, I know that I will watch Terrifier two next. If I watch one, if I end up watching, you're one. not going to miss anything if you skip Terrifier one. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I assumed so. I mean, like this isn't the type of series to where does it feel like consistency is uh, uh, necessary. All yeah, you need to know is Art the Clown somehow isn't still isn't dead. Despite... It is the one with the yeah, yeah. Art the Clown still isn't dead. Yes, uh, Andrew. Uh, second, what is the one with the girl in the angel costume? Yeah. Wow, Gridlock met everyone. Where did you meet him at? Wow. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to say for me and the, the, the reason that I, um, again, even though I'm not super into like graphic gore and stuff like that, and these these types of movies um, are, are kind of difficult for me to watch uh, in that respect. I part of the reason that I love horror so much, or one of the main reasons that I love horror so much is because it's like riding a roller coaster for your emotions a little bit. It's like going on a ride, right? You are entering into an agreement to put yourself into a vulnerable position and, you know, give yourself over to something that potentially is hopefully going to scare you. Right. And that's one of the things that I don't really understand like when people have confrontational approaches to horror, like there's like, they act like it's a challenge, something to be overcome where they say, Oh, that, that doesn't scare me. I wasn't scared by that movie. It's like, like that's an accomplishment, but that isn't the point to be scared of the movie. Isn't that why we watch these movies and, and do these things. And so for me, that's just, that's the thing that I really, that's one of the ways that I really love doing it instead of going and, you know, traveling across the country and riding as many roller coasters as I can. I like to sit down and watch as many scary movies as I can. Yeah. Well, they're great. Um, like all of them have been fascinating. Um, I really appreciate you checking out the list. (laughs) That is the most thorough deep dive of any list I've ever made that anyone's ever done. (laughs) I'm, 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 I think I'm down to like 10 or so out of 30. So that's impressive. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got next year. You can save the rest of them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll probably push my way through a few more of them in between now and then. There's a few that are interesting to me, especially like the full core ones. Yeah. And those um, are good for all year round. Yeah. So I, I'm sure that I'll, I'll creep up on, on some of those and I'll probably watch creep too, just because I fascinated by that movie and it's free. Yeah. Um, I yeah. really, really love creep too. Um, it's, it's a lot of people say it's better than the first one. I would say, I'd say I like the first one a little bit more just because just because of my own personal reasons, but I could mm-hmm. see why people think that the second one is better. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's a shame, Andrew. I'm seeing, seeing your comment there. Um, 
I think that kind of rounds out this 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 romp mm-hmm. that we've been on. Um, geez, fantastic! Uh, so if you've enjoyed this, if you like this this live stream or this episode, if you're listening to the podcast, there's two other episodes uh, that you can go go back and listen to. Um, and if you really like this, go back a long ways and you'll find other movie streams uh chats that we've done uh in the past for different things so we're we're always looking for about twice two or three times a year we do like a movie marathon and chat about them here on stream so uh if if you are hunting for um like i think one time we did like a weird weird sci-fi as an option um Mm -hmm. and we've done other things before too so uh, always, always looking for something fun to to run a marathon of. Zach, is there anything else we should chat about before we wrap this up? Um, you have any recommendations? Well, Especially- I'm going to go back to telling you. Um, on Shutter, uh, what's the one that I keep telling you to watch? Blood Machines. Blood Machines. I think Chat will probably agree that Blood Machines uh, is great. Um. Uh, oh, this is not a horror movie, but I I recommended it before, and you have Netflix, I think, so so I you do. should check it out. Um, I just watched Benicio del Toro in Reptile. I've heard that's really good. It's good. I don't know that I would say really really good, but if you want to watch just like a uh, uh, uh investigative movie with some cool twists and interesting stuff in it like and benicio del toro is a fun guy to watch and a hero role for um i would say that that's that's definitely worth watching i also just watched on netflix get goatee which is uh a three-part miniseries on uh john goatee the the uh godfather of new york mafia Mm. And about the everything that had to be done in order to get him convicted. Wow. Uh, so if if mafia or mobsters are your thing, mm-hmm. like that's that's an easy easy you know three hours of your life that oh yeah <laughs> you're not gonna wish you had back. Uh, that's worth watching for sure. Um, and then yeah, I'll recommend again here on the live that uh, Fall of the House of Usher is good but get it watched because it's going to feel dated in a hurry. <laughs> but I, it is made by um, the dude who did uh, uh, the haunting of Hill house and the mm-hmm. haunting of Bly Manor. So yeah, this was my first foray into his stuff and I like it. So I'm, I'm sure I'll pop back over and catch those now. You've seen, uh, what do what do we watch? Uh, black mass? No, not black mass. Oh no. Um, um, Yeah, what is that called? This is great. This is great streaming. Um, <laughs> it's not Black Mass because that's the uh, Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, about the mob, about Whitey Bulger. Yes. Um, it has like the weird, like, muscly angel mm-hmm. on yeah. the thing. Um. Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Yeah, that's another Mike Flanagan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that one was great. I really like yeah. that. That's my favorite of his. I, I like Midnight Mass more than I like Haunting of Hill House. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, Midnight Mass is amazing. We can all agree Midnight Mass is amazing, Andrew, I think. Um, yeah, I, 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 so, okay, two for two for me then. Um, but very different. Like, holy crap, Midnight Mass does not feel like Haunting of Hill or Fall of the House of Usher at right. all. So um, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, I think those would be like fast recommends of like if you're trying to catch something. Um, and then, oh, I guess I would, the other thing I would recommend is if you've listened to all this or if you're watching and you're like, well, that's cool. I read more than I watch. Uh, I would recommend reading some Bentley Little because uh, that's my favorite horror author and he is really fantastic. And some of his books are free on Audible right now. So you can, you don't have to pay anything to give a listen on, on that. Excellent. Uh, anything on your end that you would point the chat towards oh. as we close out here? Um, if you're looking for something fun to read, I really enjoyed uh, Clown in a Cornfield. That was fun. It's uh, kind of similar. like It feels more like YA, but... Well, because it's told from the point of view of high school students, but it's definitely not a YA novel. So. Oh, hang on a minute. I want to stop you there. Did you watch um, my best friend's ex? Did you read my best friend's exorcism? Yes, I've definitely read the book. Okay, good. All right, all right. We're going to talk about this for five minutes because okay. I read the book based off of you having it on your list mm-hmm. of back when you hadn't read it, right? And then it was available on Audible, and so I, I ended up giving it a read there. Yeah, I thought that was a very fun. Yes. It's a it's a great book. I was the there's actually a movie version of it that I think is available on Amazon right now. That it is, is it's got low ratings. Yeah, it's uh it's fine. It's yeah. it's like if you want to know what happens the the heavy beats of what happens in the book without having to do the investment of reading the book, you could watch the movie and get that, but it has none of the fun that the that the book has in it. The book is really interesting my best friend's exorcism is like stranger things if stranger things were following a bunch of girls instead of boys and was and the girls were six years older Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit more mature but it's still not quite an adult movie or an adult story like it's kind of like right in that hazy area of adolescence and so the horror is a little bit more mature than a Stranger Things aspect, but just barely, right? Like it just fits nice into that, like right there, straddling the line. I think the cover of the book actually says if, uh, like, quote, it's like if Tina Fey had written The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's great. I had... It's so much fun with it and, and such a different perspective because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's not, you know, almost every horror movie that follows kids follows boys. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyhow, it's just a, it's a, it's a really interesting, highly enjoyable book. Yeah. I would, I would say it's, it's easy to, it's an easy listen. It's fun. Yeah. It, it hits all the right spots. Um, Good recommendation. Yeah, skip the movie. Yeah. And Andrew is recommending The Warrior on Max. Or Warrior, not The Warrior, but Warrior on Max. That's very cool. I will definitely check that out if I can. Warrior. 
<sighs> I do. Right. Li- I do like martial arts films. I have one last recommendation, yes, and that is do. for anyone who likes. If you're, if you think that horror functions better as shorts, uh, go look up on Facebook or YouTube. Just look up Alter Alter Horror Shorts, and there are some really good ones in there. There are some also mediocre ones. Uh, I'll warn you now: if you value your sanity, don't ever watch the short called Peopling. Ooh. All right. It- it's it's not when I say sanity, it's not uh, like cosmic horror type of sin. It's just gross. You say you have trouble with bodily fluid stuff. This is the worst of the bodily fluids, and it's called peopling. Put two and two together. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's 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 weird. It's <clears throat> my wife and I watched it, and I don't think we have enough bleach in this house to <laughs> get that out of my brain. Yeah, that's yeah. Not for me, thanks. I'm full. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, chat. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Gridlock, Andrew, Mike, anyone else that's that's lurking. Appreciate you uh, chilling with us for the evening. If you're watching, um, just a quick reminder that we'll be live again tomorrow evening uh, with John and Troy. And uh, I think we're going to talk some Kickstarters, but you never know. Um, and we're going to be back to regular scheduled programming for a while. So appreciate you hanging out appreciate you uh diving into some horror movies with us and we'll see you then